In our last episode, we had fun recording with the owner of a dog walking business. In today's episode, we sit down with another business owner, but because of her utter brilliance, she made me see the light about how much more effective the recording would be if it was face-to-face. With the times we're living in, that wasn't possible, so she had the great idea to set up two devices. I wish you could have seen the recording studio set up. On one side, a FaceTime call was running, and that was on one device, and on the neighboring device, we were recording. It both worked well on the technical side, and my goodness, did it work on the personal social side. We had so much fun diving into the fascinating content of what she does and laughing along the way. And it was all possible because we had that true face-to-face experience that can be tricky when you're recording remotely. This morning, uh, I counted the number of days we've been sheltered in place here as a family. Today marked day 26. From the introverts to the extroverts, we're all still social beings. We're not meant to be apart. The greatest punishment prisons serve is isolation through solitary confinement. So day 26 turns into 27 and who knows how many more. I learned a lot from today's podcast. Keep making video calls. Keep that face-to-face as much as possible. We all interact with more than, or I should say in the past before all this, we all interacted with more than we realized before this virus hit. Stay away from isolation as much as you can, even if virtually. Add the video to your calls. I can assure you that connection will make both people come alive. Welcome to Kitchen Conversations, episode 45. Hey, Joni. Hey, let me turn you up. Okay. This, this is a very cool setup, and, and even though we're recording, I'm totally going to share this because I think it's neat. So we have on our side, I've got my iPhone on a FaceTime call so we can be as live in air quotes as possible face-to-face, <laughs> right? And then we've got the recording on a separate device. So I've got an iPad and an iPhone. What are your two devices that you're using? I have, I have my iPhone on, on my iPad. Yeah, yeah. This is really actually um, lovely. Yeah, this I is better. This is, this is better. This is yeah. better. I feel much <laughs> more comfortable with this versus um, talking into a white screen. <laughs> I've said it so many times before on the podcast. It's something like more than 95% of communication is not the words. Which <laughs> I agree. I, I couldn't agree more. And I feel like especially um, what I do for a living um, moves into that so um as a yoga teacher as a reiki healer as all those things um so much of it is nonverbal. so thank you for working with me and configuring <laughs> a way absolutely accomplish this <laughs> and in the last episode i recorded with a dog walker dog daycare owner and we didn't have the video and we then did a facetime call at the end of the podcast after we were done recording as you and I are doing now. Um, 
in in sense of like being face to face as much as we could. And we had this lively conversation and we were laughing and it felt natural. And we thought, oh no, we're not recording this. Like we just did the recording and this is so much better than the recording we did. I'm gonna need to do part two. I'm gonna need to call him and do the same setup. That's cool. That's cool. Okay, so our audience right now, our our listeners are totally like, what the heck's going on? No idea what these two people are talking about. So Joni, introduce yourself because (laughs) keep them from being lost. Yeah, okay. So my name is Joni Kyle. Um, I am the owner of the Indigo Light Path. Okay. Great, and tell them uh, how where where that is, and um, give them a. We'll touch into it into it more later, but give them like a, a surface level before deep diving of like what does that mean? Yeah, so um, I am in an office space in the Upper Kirby area. My address is twenty nine twenty nine twenty nine ninety Richmond Suite six fifty. Um, the zip code is seven seven zero nine eight. So what do I do at Indigo Light Path? Wow, that's a great question. Um, I often wonder myself. No, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I offer several different services. Um, I would say the goal of every one of my services is to bring you back and align you with your highest, truest self. And how do we need to get, what do we need to do to get you there? Is that through Reiki? Is that through balancing the chakras? Is that through singing bowl therapy? Is that through light therapy? Is that through private yoga? Is that through home services, um, which I've just recently added, looking at your space, possibly buying you a different home or those kind of things. So um, in a nutshell, that's what I offer. Now, in all of those words you just said, I think for some people, the only thing they're going to hear is yoga <laughs> and everything else they're thinking, <laughs> yeah, what yeah. in the world? But before we dive into that, you were in the corporate space and I you was. transitioned and that took some serious courage, not just the courage, but that that light bulb that went off in your head that said like, this is what I need to do yeah. differently. Like, this is what's calling me now. I know mm-hmm. the yoga being a yoga instructor certainly was a, was a, a big piece of, of feeling was, like, okay, maybe I could walk piece. away from the corporate space, the piece, but there's still these things that you're doing that are words people have never even heard of, yeah. let alone like, what is that? So like, just sort of talk us through a little bit, not of the services yet, but of the, that story, that path. Yeah, that, that you story went down. and path. So um, I have two children. I have two boys. They're grown now. Um, I was in the corporate world. I did. I was an insurance broker for very large oil and gas companies. Um, I really loved my work a lot. Um, it sounds weird to say that I liked insurance, but it was very exciting and in dealing with um, oil platforms and cargo ships and pirates and kidnap and ransom and yeah it was really lovely but it was also super demanding um i worked a lot with london so i'd have to get up really early in the morning to do conference calls with them and when my oldest son was um in about first grade he was diagnosed with a very very rare um bone disease and so the company i was with was really lovely 
and um, he kind of got his own office and he was coming to work with me a lot so we could go to doctor's appointments and it was working it was working um, I don't know how deep it was working and someone introduced me um, to a book it's called The Artist Way by Julia Cameron and I sell it in my um, office and I recommend it to a lot of people for a, a whole host of reasons. And um, it's a 12 week program. You read a chapter a week and um, it centers around two things, the morning pages and the artist's date. And what the morning pages is, is you make a commitment every morning to get up and handwrite three pages. And it's not a journal, it's really mm -hmm. stream of consciousness writing. And that to me was the key to the switch in my life. So wow. it wasn't anything that she did. It, what I love about the book, it, it's all me. It was all me. And these things that I thought were really important and shone such a bright light on through this writing. And you write three pages a day and then you actually throw them away at the end and so you're releasing them so not only am i like writing this stuff out and I'm, I'm releasing them i'm not revisiting them i mean i can revisit the next day but then again i throw it away um and stuff that i thought was so important um i realized it wasn't and these other things that didn't have time to step into the light and and and, and say like hey i i am important had this space to step forward and so at the end of the 12 weeks um I didn't have a job and um <laughs> I was an insurance executive in oil and gas and I, and I walked in and turned in my two weeks notice wow. yeah and I wasn't sure what I was gonna do um but <laughs> even more courageous <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was gonna do and and um, I will say that I feel like um, I knew I had skills, so I knew I could get another job. Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll just go step back and be a secretary or I'll just just I had it, through the 12 weeks I had said, you know, can I step back and just be an account manager and not be an executive anymore and, and wrote through that and my thing. And, and I knew that probably wasn't possible. And so I, I needed to remove myself completely from the industry. So that's what I did. And um, now yoga had started at I, this point or not yeah, yet in no, terms of being so an instructor. I had, I had um, so I had taken, I was a very stressful job. So I would take, my kids would go to my parents in the summer and spend a lot of time with my parents in the summer. So I had some me time. So I would take probably a yoga class every single day, seven days a week in the summer when they were gone. Wow, I'm so envious. And then when, the, and then when summer was over, it was this morning period because I, I didn't, wasn't able to do that again. And so I quit um, this job. I got like a little job as a secretary somewhere. And um, I was taking, I had to sell my house and completely downgraded my life, which wasn't, ended up being a bad thing, but we had to move and sell my house and get a smaller house. And because of these decisions that I made to leave the industry, it was, and, and so um, I moved to the city of Deer Park and 
I had signed up through the city of Deer Park for a yoga class that was once a week and I was going and I, I wasn't enjoying it. Um, I don't, that, that sounds terrible. It wasn't the yoga I was used to. I wasn't getting mm-hmm. out of the class, the classes, what I was hoping to, and then, but I had already paid for it. <laughs> so I went this one week and there was this older woman and she gave this class and I felt like home. It was such an amazing class. And I went up to her and she was a substitute of this class. And I went up to her after the class and I just said, I just want to thank you so much for this class. Like, I needed this so bad. And um, she said, yeah, I'm a teacher at this studio. I noticed your practice. It's really gorgeous. And something tells me that you should be a yoga teacher. And, <laughs> and that, that was that. That was that. I became a yoga teacher. And how did that open the door to light therapy and, and ideas of therapy that, that many have never even heard of that are, are obviously very effective because they're fascinating stories you've yeah. shared of how you've really affected people's lives for something that they might not even have believed in? Yeah, um, I get that a lot, which I welcome. Um, so I started my journey, it was not a quick journey to become a yoga teacher. Um, so, um, during that process, you have different modules and we learned about chakras and there was actually a woman, um, who was renting space at the yoga studio I was being trained at, who was a medium and she channels your guardian angels and, and tells you the messages that your guardian angels have for you. And, um, I was very skeptical and I was like, Oh, that's lovely. and she told uh the studio owner um and i had never even met this woman in person but she had seen me she had seen me in the studio but we had never been introduced to each other and she told the studio owner oh she's gonna come work for me and be my assistant and the studio owner told me and i that was kind of my response was well that's really lovely but no, <laughs> that's not really going to happen. And um, I had gone back to school, back to college, and um, I needed another part-time job. And this woman approached me again and said, okay, it's time for you to be my personal assistant. And so I was her personal assistant for several years. And that's hmm. where I really learned about what a chakra is, what does energy work look like, what are the capabilities of crystals? What can different essential oils do? So that was really my training ground, um, assisting this woman. And so I was teaching yoga all this time. I was bartending, I was walking dogs. I was doing everything. (laughs) I probably had five or six jobs to do whatever I needed to do to pay the mortgage. And, um, yeah, I got a gig at um, San Jacinto Junior College as an adjunct professor teaching yoga there. And um, I thought, okay, this is it. I'm kind of at home and this is great and I love it. And I get to set my own curriculum and it's not just teaching yoga. I actually get to lecture about yoga and um, to get a little, I don't want to get too far into it. So Yoga, um, there's eight limbs of yoga and asanas, which are the postures, are one limb of the yoga. 
So when you go to a yoga class, you maybe do two limbs because pranayama or breath work is a limb of yoga. So if you go to a yoga class and you do breathing exercises and you do postures, you've done two limbs of eight limbs of yoga. And so when I got to uh, teach at a college, I got to really dive into all the eight limbs. Um, unfortunately, the state of Texas, as lovely as they are, I'm a sixth-generation Texan, so I do love Texas, but they passed um, a law that you didn't have to have physical education any longer for your bachelor's degree, and I wasn't a tenured professor, so I was let go. So I made the switch over to um, private yoga, and that's really where Indigo Light was born. Um, and actually, the name started as Indigo Light Yoga, <laughs> and I was... Oh. Yeah, oh, and I was only offering private yoga um, in people's homes for whatever reasons, if they didn't have time, if their schedule was too busy, if they were recovering from surgery, whatever it kind of looked like. Um, and in that, they started asking me questions like, hey, someone gave you this crystal. Like, do you know what this means? Or... Um, have you heard of this thing called chakra? Like, what is that? And like, so the more that they would ask me, the more I would learn and the more I would kind of work on my private clients. And then they kind of told their friends and they kind of told their friends. And it just grew. Yeah, it need. just grew until um, I needed a brick and, and mortar space. And yeah, that was several years ago. So it's interesting. I started the company out um, to focus on yoga, and that's probably the smallest part of my business now. <laughs> um, so it's been an interesting journey to see, um, you know, kind of the concepts that we think and what I thought this business would look like and, and what it, the beauty that it has turned into. Yeah. So it looks like seven main services. Am I, am I counting okay, that wrong? let's see. Let's go through the services together. Uh, so, right, <laughs> so there's Reiki and Chakra Balance. That's kind of one service together. Crystal uh, Light Chris, Bed. Crystal sound Light bath. Bed, Sound Bath. Yeah. And home, home services. services, which is basically real estate, but in, in my kind of flair way. Yeah. yeah. With, with the with filter. filter. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Private yoga, yoni Private yoga eggs. And yoni eggs. Yeah. You look, you look and weird crystals. when you, I, I, right? They can't see the look that you get on yoni eggs. Yeah, I looked, I looked weird because I was scared. I was Oh, no, no, you're totally pronouncing it. it right. Yoni eggs. Yeah. Yeah. So, yoni eggs. Did you want to hear about yoni eggs? I do. And I also, what I'm curious is in those seven, that's a, that's a long list of what is the one that people ask so, for the most. Yeah, definitely. My most popular service is the one hour combination of Reiki with the light bed. By Got far, it. Reiki is what you started with me. Is, is that yeah, what I did? Reiki? Yeah. Or I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was neat. Yeah. So <laughs> that is. That felt like I was watching magic happen, but it was actually nonfiction. <laughs> yeah. So that definitely is my most popular service. It's the 
one hour Reiki with the light bed. Yeah, by Spawn. So before you explain that, why do you think those are the two that uh, are, are requested? So um, I don't quote me on this, but I think that there's only one other person in Houston that has a light bed. A lot of people don't know what the light bed is, and it just sounds interesting. It sounds cool. Um, and so I think people are like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I don't That's know what neat. a lot of this stuff is. And the statement I hear a lot is I'm just going to go all in. Like if I'm going to come, I'm just going to get everything. Yeah, figure, so out, figure, out figure out what works, what works. And so um, I think that's why it's the most popular. <laughs> that That's the feedback that I kind of get. So before we, we move into something else, pick whether it's Yoni eggs or another one, like which of the services do you think would just sort of be a neat one to do a medium dive into to share with the sure. folks listening I have, like such an obsession with the sound bowl which is Ooh, one of the newest me. services I've, I've only been offering that service for a little over a year now um so so you have seven major chakras in the energetic body and you want to think of a chakra as a wheel of energy that spins it's kind of like a cone that starts in the back body and it moves out and we want it to spin. And if it's not spinning and it's blocked, it can affect areas of your life. And each chakra has its own musical note. So there's seven crystal bowls. So they're crystal bowls of varying sizes. Each one is tuned to a certain chakra. And when played, um, I think why I love them so much is when you, when you play the singing bowls, you can physically feel it vibrate in your body. So if I play the throat chakra bowl, you're going to feel physical vibration in your throat. Also, the throat wow. chakra one, you won't hear it in your, say you won't hear it any noise in your left ear. And I, I'm not moving. These bowls are heavy. I'm sitting in one spot in the room. You won't hear anything in your left ear. You will hear the noise. You will hear it in the right ear. You'll hear the noise move all the way around the room. And then you hear it in your left ear and you don't hear it in your right ear. So it's That's totally crazy. Um, I love And they're getting what from that? Like it, that is very, I'm sure, eye-opening. Oh my gosh, this is happening the yeah. way she described it's going to happen. But then they're walking away, I'm sure, they differently are. than so when they began that almost like like yoga right you walk, walk away, away a different, different person. person so kind of how i said in the beginning um all of the services i offer is to bring you back and align you with your truest highest self and i believe to do that the chakras need to be open and balanced and spinning so all almost all of my services the reiki the chakra balance the, the light machine, the bowls, all of the, those services, the end goal is to have all of the chakras open and spinning. So when you're talking about the throat chakra bowl and you walk away, that chakra is going to be open and spinning. And some people respond differently to some things. Some people like visuals, so they like the light machine. Some people like sound, so they like the bowls. 
Some people like touch, so they like the hands-on Reiki. So we want to get to, to this all the end place. It's just the avenue and the path that you want to take to get there. So is it is it fair to say, well, maybe not the home services, but maybe indirectly, but if we, the six out of the seven, possibly seven out of the seven are all really interconnected with that. Yes. Same and I would definitely say the home services is one of the most important ones out of all of them. Okay. So I butchered that concept because it's where, is it it's where, where they're you're living? living? You're so con- I mean, your home is your most creates that. Yeah place that's your sanctuary and I see um if we get into talk about like okay um what do you see where do you see more blockages where you know I see a lot of people the root chakra I see so much blockage in the root chakra and and that's your foundation that's your home that's your childhood and so uh, if you come in and you're all clear and, and you're all aligned and all your chakras are great and then you go back in this toxic environment, toxic loosely, mm-hmm. right? Like in this unloving, unsupporting home, um, whether that's your physical home or what's in the home, you're just going to get blocked right all over again. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And the range of people, Joni, that you're serving is, oh is such, I, mean, I don't even, have, I don't have the adjective. Maybe you could fill in the adjective, but I remember when you explained that to me, I thought it, it makes sense. It's just still really impressive. Yeah. Like talk a little bit oh about that. Oh my gosh. That has been one of the biggest surprises to me. Um, gosh, such a huge surprise to me. Um, whenever I opened my brick and mortar um, so, you know, when I started doing the Reiki, it was, it was private yoga clients and they would tell their friends and they would tell their friends and they would tell their friends. So it was kind of like this little sphere. And then when I opened the brick and mortar, then that obviously that opened up a much bigger um, audience to be able to find me and access me. Um, and I had in my mind that it would be other people in, in my industry, right? Like, um, other yoga teachers, maybe even other Reiki mm-hmm. healers. That is not what my clientele is at all. Um, I, I, I would probably say 85, 90% are professionals. Um, ER doctors, anesthesiologists, professional athletes, um, lawyers, judges, um, <laughs> everything in between engineers. Yeah. I, I have been. Now, you know, the engineers is the most I, impressive on that list. Cause they're I, the ones that part, would be the most critical, so, right? Um, yeah. <laughs> Trust me that I know. <laughs> that I know. They're the ones that would call BS on you he from, did from, call the, BS from the first me, yard line. Uh, until he came for a second, and he actually... <laughs> you uh, explain, tell story. them that story, so, Jody. It's uh, a good one. When I met my life partner, um, most of the time when I meet people, they ask what I do, and I say I'm a yoga teacher. Um, because 
<laughs> you I, don't I don't want them, them to, to run, away. run away. And and my philosophy on it is the right people are, are going to seek me out and the right people are going to find me. And it's not my job to convince anyone of anything. And I just don't, I'd rather spend my energy in other places. So it's just easier to say I'm a yoga teacher. Um, so when I met my life partner, he asked what I did. And I said, oh, I'm a yoga teacher. And we had been dating for a little while. And I said, well, I actually do this other thing, too. And um, he said, well, what is that? And I said, Reiki. And um, he's British and has a foul mouth. So I want to say exactly what he said. But um, basically, uh, <laughs> that it was not real. And I said, that's okay. I'm not asking you to believe in this. That, that's totally okay. Um, and so a couple of weeks after that, he actually made an appointment, didn't tell me, and he made an appointment online. And so when it came up on my calendar, I called him and I said, did, did you really like make an appointment for this? And he's like, I need to see what this is about. And I was like, uh, okay. So he came in. Um, so the way a session works is you come in and um, you, we sit down for a couple of minutes and I ask what brings you there, and, and do you have an intention for the session? And um, then you lie on a massage table fully clothed. I smudge you with Palo Santo. I check your chakras with a pendulum. I tell you what each chakra means, so I'm doing all this with him. Um, I tell him, you know, where his blockages are. And then I offer you an eye pillow just for comfort so you're not staring up either at the lights or at the ceiling. And he said, absolutely not. I need to see what you're doing. <laughs> okay, okay. He wants to see the magician's tricks. tricks. Yeah. That's what he's saying. And so as you were going along, um, I see him keep opening his eyes and like peeking. And so after the session, I said, well, how was that for you? And he said, well, I don't know what happened, but something happened. And I, that that's was, so cool. That was the biggest something happened. Uh, and he said, um, your hands warmed up so much. He goes, I thought you had hand warmers hidden under the table. And that's why I kept opening my eyes. <laughs> of course I didn't. And of course you didn't. <laughs> so that was that. Yeah, that was his session. So, um, my and I was going to ask you one of your one of your better success stories, having your partner engineer believe in what you're doing. That that there you go, cow, as they say in Texas, yes. you're a Texan cow yes. dad. That that answers yes. that and, question. And to speak on that relationships um, with my clients and success stories. I would love to share this. This just happened. This just happened right before I went to my ten day um, meditation. I had been working with a lovely woman for we've been working together for years and um gosh she was having such relationship issues in and out of relationships and she really wanted to be married and um she had a rough childhood and she was in therapy while she was doing this and um she caught i had sent an email out saying that i would be gone for 10 days for this silent meditation and so she made an appointment and she came in and she said, I j she just started crying. And she said, I, I, she held up her hand and, and she had an engagement ring on. And she just said, I just wanted to thank you so much for being a part of this journey. 
And it was so touching to me that she went out of her way to come and share like such a special thing and and to thank me um, for my little piece in that. So that's really kind of like why I do this. It's really awesome to get to see um, people when they come into my office and then people when they do their self work, right? So it's not like you just come into my office and I do my magic and then you leave and everything's perfect. Um, But when you do your self work and how much you can blossom and how much you can come back to that truest, highest self, and then these beautiful things are able to happen in your life. Yeah, yeah. So that's like my favorite story right now. I'm so excited for her. That's awesome. Talk about coming out different than how she began. And I'm sure you gave her a huge sense of of, of confidence to be able to open that well. new door. She's doing her work. Her work. Like yeah. Yes. You, t- that. you taught her how to fish. I'm here to. <laughs> um, how do I tell some people sometimes? I feel like, like when we're sitting in my office, I say, they say, well, what, what, what can Reiki do for me? And I say, you know, if, if my office is a swimming pool and I just drop you in the swimming pool and tell you to swim to the other side, like you can do that, right? Like you can doggy paddle, you, you can swim and you eventually get there. But if I put you against the wall and say, you get to push off the wall and swim to the other side, like you get this push, you get this momentum, eventually you're going to have to swim yourself. Mm. But it really just creates a space for you to feel that momentum, to have that positivity, to clear some clutter out of the way. Um, so then you are able to complete these things and this self-work yourself and get to where it is um, where you feel whole or you feel unblocked or you feel un- where you feel balanced, whatever that kind of intention is for you coming in. Let me get all heavy and serious on you with COVID-19. How does all this apply? And I know you're not able to have folks come into the office, but just in terms of like, I guess, you know, really my asking more about the messaging that you give to your, your clients and, and how to sort of, how to adapt, how to adjust to this really odd time we're living in. Cause it's, you're already helping people right. with their regular struggles and, or, or just being better, better, better person. Right. And now it's that much harder probably to, figure, to, to do um, that. that out myself. Uh, yeah. I feel like just what I've been doing right now is really just sharing my feelings um, and my kind of, theme or word right now that I've been in for a week or so is rawness. I just feel really raw and um, sharing that rawness with my clients um, and explaining what that rawness feels with me. And I feel like and in sharing that, I want to hear what their rawness looks like, right? Because what my rawness looks like um, can be different from what your rawness looks like and the next person. And 
and really just giving space to say, you know what, that's okay. That's okay to feel raw and it's okay. I feel like every emotion is valid. It's what we do with that emotion. And so right now I just feel called to really mm. share um, my rawness with clients and, and then hear the feedback of theirs. Which, and that very much seems to align with what you've explained to me before in the sense of vulnerability and, and opening yeah. up because it's this closure of sort of, I'm probably butchering this, but like the closure of not ex really putting out yeah. there what we're experiencing, what we're feeling, what we're thinking, or like you and I laughed in the, when we talked last about uh, people's perception of meditation yes. is to just get rid of everything. And then life is perfect when it, it's like so opposite. I know it's like, you're not, you're not getting, not only are you not getting rid of thoughts to, I guess you could say, be happy, but the, you, you yes, the happiness is actually it already is. there. It is there. <laughs> it's, there. <laughs> it's like, oh, but that's just for some people. No, yeah. it's there for and if 100%. I could like make a caveat here, if there is one thing that I would want this podcast to do, would be to talk just just for a moment about meditation and what meditation is and what meditation is not. Oh gosh, I can I cannot tell you. Preach how many times someone has walked into my office and said, I said, okay, you know, what have you been, I'm stressed. They say, what's going on with you? Oh, I'm super stressed. I'm super anxious. Okay. So what are you doing? Well, I tried meditation. It just didn't work. Okay. So tell me what your meditation looks like. Well, I just keep thinking I can't get all the thoughts out of my head. And my answer is always this. I say, can your heart stop beating and you still be alive? That's the same thing as asking your mind not to think and still be alive. Like your brain was made to generate thoughts and we can't ask it not to do it and still be alive. So please, anyone listening to the podcast, if you listen to nothing else, please <laughs> do not think that's what meditation is, is like having no thoughts. <laughs> and the way that I explain meditation, um, and I'm sure I stole it from somebody. I wish I could give them credit. So I apologize to whoever it was many decades ago that told me this. Um, I like to think of meditation as an aquarium. And you're going to pick one rock in that aquarium. And you're going to just stare at that rock. And that rock can be a mantra, a word, a sound, a physical, we call it a drishti and yoga focal point. Um, whatever you want it to be, and that that's your rock. And just because you're staring at that rock doesn't stop anything else in the aquarium from happening, right? Like the filter is still going, mm. that treasure chest is still opening and closing and bubbling, the fish are still swimming, the seaweed is still swaying, the snails are still stuck. And you know what? Sometimes there's a really, really cool fish in there right and like you're gonna look at it and the beautiful thing is your rock didn't leave just because you looked at this other fish you can come back to your rock and sometimes in meditation you have to come back to your rock 500 times and sometimes you only have to come back to your rock in meditation once or twice 
And both of those, whether you have to come back to your rock 500 times or two times, is a successful meditation. Every single time you sit down to meditate, it's a successful meditation. And I would dare to say that it's good to look at the other fish and the seaweed and the sand on the ground, as long as you're not trying to hone in or chase it or, or resist it, but that it's, it's there. There's nothing yeah. wrong with seeing it and it's probably going to change that and go. Everything arises and that, to that's away. where the real power yeah, comes in. So it will change. Absolutely. So everything arises and <laughs> pass away. I know we're getting towards the end of passing away <laughs> our recording. Um, silent meditation. I just got back from, um, so we've spoken before on this. I kind of have um, a slight affinity to trying different meditation styles um, and seeing what different people have to say about meditation and what, how they feel about it. And Vipassana their main theme is um, everything arises to pass away. So, yeah. It's two will pass. Right? So coming back to the And by the way, on your list of service, two will pass. Very true. That is, those, are, those are beautiful thoughts. I think you should add meditation, so by I the way, to your list of already long services because you have such a skill in that. 20-minute meditation with Reiki. I do have that service on my site. I... I, I do want to add some other meditations. I do workshops sometimes once a month and I'll do a meditation with the singing bowls, um, which I really enjoy. I just started doing that this year. And I, yeah. Yeah. I, really I can like tell you it. like it. <laughs> um, okay. I want to ask you one and if it, if it applies great and if it doesn't great, just to wrap up. So oh, have gosh, you heard no, of cold shower awful. therapy? Sorry. <laughs> and that's the whole point. No, you would love this concept because of what you just said. And it is exactly what you just nailed it, is that how we perceive it yes. will be, yes. which is very aligned to your business, right? And all these misperceptions, right? How we perceive it will be versus what we get out of it and the, the actual the, experience, um, not the same. Uh, so you're it, it's I've not complicated about you what cold shower therapy I can't, <laughs> I, you're gonna have to edit that out there there is something that oh no it's fine no no it i i don't even think it's uh anything highly complicated you try for 30 or more days to take a five minute cold shower um as cold as the water will go and the line is, what if I live, what if my water is really, really cold? And so there's a Q&A from a, a guy who did a TED Talk on it. And he goes, <laughs> stinks for you. He used a different word. Um, and he said, well, you know, but I, I live in Antarctica. He goes, well, that's really a shame. <laughs> he goes, what is it? Does it really have to be five minutes? Like, can you kind of, he goes, no, five minutes means five minutes. <laughs> it, it is fascinating. I'm at the end of this. I'm going to um, send you, and I'll like put it in the show notes as well. I'm going to send you an article. My, of, my. My luxury in life is <laughs> my garden bathtub, scalding hot water with a So what you have just described to me is the seventh level. Well, no, here's the beauty. So, <laughs> <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> so you, 
you got it on warm. You do all your soap. Yeah, you're totally person. happy. And you've, you've got the soap everywhere, right? And then you put it on as okay. cold as you can so go, and it's life-changing. Please send me the stuff. I'm going to send you the stuff. I'm gonna, I, I know you will look at it. I, will, I know you'll look you at it. You are talking about this because the, the um meditation that I went on, so it was 10 days, uh, meditating for 10 hours a day. Um, there was noble silence, so you, there was no speaking, there was no technology, no journaling, no reading, nothing. Um, and you sit. And you get... Um, a two foot by two foot pillow to sit on. And um, it is not comfortable. It is, it was probably one of the most physically, and I'm a yoga teacher, so I, I feel like, I thought, yeah, I can sit. Like, it's sitting. Like, I can sit, right? Um, and you're not, you're, you're not allowed to move. You're not allowed to adjust. And, um, I mean, you get breaks, right? Like you either sit for one hour or you sit for two hours and then you get a break and then you come back and, and you do it again. Um, and, and it is about forming, um, uh, being equanimous to this pain or pleasure, right? Um, so we're just going to observe it. You're going to observe the sensations within the framework of your body. So this cold shower thing sounds very similar to that, right? So like the cold water is coming down on you and it's unpleasant, but let's just be equanimous and observe the sensations and, and observe what's going on without craving it and without avoiding it. Um, yeah, yeah, so it sounds very mm, similar. Very meditation-like, right? I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> But it is, it, it is obviously, I'm sure not as powerful, but you walked away from your 10-day medica meditation with just a different perception and, and thoughts on the world and yourself. And this, this does this <laughs> daily at the end of every five minutes. <laughs> well, Jody, tell people it's been an absolute pleasure. And you are a genius for setting up a FaceTime call simultaneously to our audio recording. Um, and tell people how they can reach you because yeah, at this point, I want to make sure so that's clear to them. You can reach me um, by phone. I really love text messages because when I'm in a session, I can't answer the phone. My phone number is 713-732-1651. You can find me on the web at theindigolightpath.com. Um, those are, you can find me on Instagram. You can look up Indigo Light Path or Joni, J-O-N-I, period, Kyle, K-Y-L-E. I have, um, quite a bit of stuff on Instagram. So you can book straight from my website so you don't have to call me to book a session or anything like that. Everything is explained on the website. Booking is on the website. Um, yeah. Perfect. Well, you're even more needed in the times well, that we so are living in right now. So that today. is absolutely. Absolutely. Thank absolutely. Thank you for Bye. your time. All right. Bye-bye.